with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, good whatever, good day. Welcome to Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kowick. And you are not with me, the poor guy who's under the weather, my partner in crime, the most honorable gold standard in ghost hunting, God of Infrasound, Steve Parsons. Not that under the weather, I've just got a bit of a cold. Yeah. So I just uh, picked up this coolest thing. You know what the uh, Sphinx... Oh, please tell me you haven't been reading again. No, I haven't. You saw the Sphinx head, right? You know, or any of the Pharaoh's heads, you know what they look like? Right? Cool. They got these these manes. Well, I got this little cool thing. It's 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 basically like a little statue. It's, it's some bust of the a Pharaoh, and then you, it's but it's really a box, kind of a box. And you open it up. Inside is a little porcelain camel and pyramid. So I don't know why I brought that up, but. I just did. All right, carry on. Funnily so, enough, I, we were in a thrift store on uh, Sunday, mm-hmm. and they had a sphinx with a pharaoh head, um, oil lamp, made in oh. the 1920s, you know, oh, in cool. the Art, De- Art Deco era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you, for all area. Yeah, so you filled its butt full of oil, and then you put a wick in the top of yeah, the, yeah. the headdress, and... Yeah. What do you want Didn't, for that baby? Uh, they wanted six quid. Really? That's all? Yeah. Damn, I got to get over there. They sell stuff cheap over there. Damn. Yeah. We didn't buy it, though. Cat said, that's horrible. I liked it. Hmm. Yeah, well, some people like that. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. She, she's the final arbiter of taste in this house, besides yeah. which... <laughs> All my crap ends up in the attic. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's but, high. but, 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 it's but, high but, find but, a place for it. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But good news. You opened on a museum. I, I know it, a traveling museum. Yeah, I could do. I I certainly could give some of the traveling museums a run for its money. But yeah, I'd, there you go. I'd need a bigger truck to move stuff. Need a bigger boat. Hey, good news, though. There has been good news this week. Oh, very good. My new gun arrived finally. Oh, excellent. Excellent. I'm happy. So you're going to shoot the ghost? Could do. Actually, one of the guns has got a Ghostbuster logo on it. Of course it does. It's because it's a fairly generic design of gun, so that, you know, others at the club are shooting the same gun, so that when I know it's like, you know, if they're on the rack, mm-hmm. oh, that one's mine. Yeah, so I had my neck brace. I had a Ghostbuster emblem on it too because I, you know, there's so many around. I just had to be different. You so. get, you know, we're just copying Dylan Jones. Oh, uh, who? Uh, the former teller of Curious Tales. Yeah. Hey, we should look out for a new teller of Curious Tales because we've got the scripts. I know a man. And we still actually... have over 200 of them that have never I, been I used. I know a man. 
he uh, he does that kind of stuff. He had written to us uh, from the show, and uh, yeah, he uh, he does well, it. So maybe I'll contact him. Well, uh, I mean, as you know, I bought the script, um, mm-hmm. and there are over two hundred and fifty scripts, individual stories. We've mm-hmm. only used about thirty. 35 so we've got a whole show on just to tell our curious tales (laughs) we we could we could there's a story there somewhere and in fact we made a little bit of progress finding out who the guy was that wrote them and why they were written but i haven't got it to hand at the moment yeah but they 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 our original idea was right they do date back to the early days of uh, Radio. radio yeah but they were never broadcast Okay, so fair enough. So, uh, you know, I've been in contact with uh, different people on the side of the pond of the, of the uh, Ryan Institute and other things down here looking for some interesting guests to the show. And then I was thinking about, you know, we, you know, we're just, we're just young youngsters here in the States compared to you people in the UK with the SPR, the Ghost Club and uh are other ones. Well, that's uh, not strictly true. No? No. Because you had uh, the American SPR, the ASPR. Although I yeah, but where, where was that, Steve? Was it ahead of the regular SPR? It I was mean, follow- the following year. Oh, that's pretty close. And you've got to remember that the um, people like Robert Hare, the American chemist, and others were studying were studying spiritualism and uh, related phenomena around the same time because you know spiritualism was born in well really sprung out of Hydeville, New York State, in the 1860s and then migrated via France into the UK. Um, so in terms of spiritualism and exploring spiritualist claims. So using, in fact, using the first use of equipment was Robert Hare, where he he came up with a a sensitive spring gauge for trying to measure the emanation, the psychic emanations of mediums. Really? Uh, Yeah, that that was an American predating, uh, because the next guy that followed him, inspired by Hare, was William Crooks, one of the founders of the SPR. So, uh, and also the founder of the sunglasses. The founder of what? Sunglasses. Oh, I thought that well, was Paul No, no, no. William Crooks, who was a founder member of the Society of Psychical Research, invented Crooks glass. Crooks glass. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the basis of sunglasses. Hmm. And... Uh... I was going to say that we had that organization that I remember the last time you were over here, I gave you a, a flyer. That's right. uh, I forget what that was called, though. I don't have it in front of me. It's at the, the office. Um, but yeah. uh, although I mean, yeah. there were there were quite the Boston was a main center for um, spiritualist investigations. And um, you had that famous doctor, didn't you, who weighed the dead? Who what? Who weighed people before and after they died? To oh, Dr. Uh, yes, uh, uh, Duncan McDougall. 
yeah. from Haverhill. And of course, down the road from you, Hammond Castle. He was uh, John Hammond he was, was doing much stuff. Yeah. yeah, firing light, lightning bolts at the floor. Yep, had a Faraday cage, stuck a medium in it for no particular reason, but what the hell. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they used to used to be able to still see the circle marks on the floor from the Faraday cage. Uh, yeah, that was that was a weird one because the very first time we went, we looked and we saw the marks. You showed, you pointed them out to me. The next time we went, they weren't there anymore. Yeah, a new group of people came in. So that was weird. They divorced themselves from the paranormal, so that was oh, right. pretty much it. Yeah. We yes, Faraday, Faraday was pretty much into the, the, that he as was. well. And, yeah. He was. And, you know, we had, I mean, the spiritualists, like, you know, not so much in the, but connecting, there was a group of spiritualists in, uh, oh, where was it? Danvers, I think. No, it was uh, Dighton. No, no, no. Uh, ah, whatever. Anyways, uh, yeah, there, there's a famous, famous story of uh, spiritualists who are connected to a uh, a pirate who had buried treasure in a uh, a cave, and uh, they bought all that land and, and set up a spiritualist retreat there. And the the pirate got through through uh, uh, media, media, mediumship. Uh, contacted them and, and told them where to dig, and they they were digging in this this uh, rock for a long time, trying to find the gold. Now you see, that was before Discovery Channel. I could have been like nine series. Oh yeah, 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 like uh, Oak Island, <laughs> and, and of course, mention of Boston and mediumship, and not mention Mina Crandon. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and uh, yeah, now there the was naked, a, the naked truth. She couldn't keep her bloody clothes on. <laughs> I mean, if you read the history of, of Crandon, uh, with Houdini <laughs> was one of the people who investigated her, and he, yep. he stuck he stuck her in a steamer box, didn't he, with only a head yep. pop poking out. But um, she loved being insisted of well, her husband, who was a, a Boston surgeon, if yep. I remember rightly. Yep, doctor. Um, he, the, I think the two of them were just exhibitionists <laughs> uh, because she did like taking her clothes off in front of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there was course. an exhibition in London a few years ago. Uh, I went to see it. Who, who did he exposed her? <laughs> <laughs> she exposed herself. She didn't need herself. <laughs> um, and they had the box, they had the chair that was used in the Houdini yeah. seances, and they had her dress. Uh, the silk chiffon thing that she wore during the um, seances. I, I forget. What's the name of that box they put mediums in now? They use those in a lot of red lake seances back in the early uh, days. The cabinet. It was just called Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. The, uh, well, fact, yeah. It, wasn't, it wasn't a box. It, never, it almost never was. Um, there is this. that The idea of a box was, is really the, the invention of the Davenport brothers two more Americans um, and they built this wooden box and into the box which they could take from theatre to theatre to theatre and then they would perform the, the yeah the, the, the medium's head would stick out and... yeah but I mean in in the in your conventional seances of course people didn't have boxes built and put into the room what they would 
almost all of them would do um, would just corner off a, a corner of the room with a curtain. That's true. So, that, so they would drape a curtain across a corner of a room, and the medium would go into the corner of the room. Some of them, some of them did have a, uh, you know, like the uh, fittings around a four-poster bed with right. the curtains on four sides. But most often, they just put a curtain across the corner of a room and did it that way. Mm-hmm. The idea of the box or a cabinet, as it was more often called, they, I mean, they did call this corner, this curtained-off corner, a cabinet as well, but. Um, really is, the, is an invention of the Davenport, the Davenport brothers. But all they did was hide the, the uh, medium. Yeah. Though, didn't it? yeah. Um, well, it kept the medium, you know, and, and of course, you know, you turn the lights down until they're really, really dim red uh, oil lamps or really dim red electric lights. And mm-hmm. again, as we did the other week, uh, because it's now dark over here, I'm actually sitting bathed in the red, very dim red glow of a an Edwardian era red sound lantern. Mm, that's so cool. Oil powered. Mm-hmm. Because it's nice. <laughs> yeah. We uh, we tried something new with the red light seance last night. Uh, as you know, I I'm wearing that stupid electronic EMF generating. Oh, you were going to use it, weren't you? I did. I've used it two weeks in a row. I'm not sure. Yeah. Of did the CIA uh, come through? No, uh, no. I got aliens though. Them damn aliens that keep popping in. But that's that's another story. Uh, but I did have it on. And anyways, but we try something new. We we uh, we now we use a a Chinese lantern uh, which is hanging, right. and it's red, of course, so it emits red throughout the room. But the bottom, of course, is open and it has like a, a, a tassel that hangs down. And we have it over uh, a uh, flame spirit. What's that? A naked flame. I wish <laughs> a spirit. No, that would be a little bit. You would have made a Chinese lantern. Yeah. So anyways, we, we have it over a spirit circle board. And so the light from the lantern it just illuminates the inside of the, the board, which is great. And there's also a line, of course, from where it goes across the lantern. So if there's any movement in the table, it could be seen readily. Also, the, the, the tassel itself can act as a pendulum. So it was, it was interesting. It had some interesting results. Uh, I bet it did. Yeah, I'm not sure. You know, you know how you you know that how easy they are to blow. To blow from yeah, blow the tassels undetectably. No. Blow the tassels. No, not from um, a distance. Uh, you want to watch James Randi's expose of a site of a medium that was doing exactly that. Um, yeah, in- well. We it tried all that. That's what I mean. We did. This we did guy that. was blowing from six feet away, and he was making better movement than just a tassel. Okay, I good. Randy enough. stopped him. Mm-hmm. But yeah. hey, you know, I mean, it struck me when you were saying, "Oh, we've, you know, I'm, I've got this Victoria that Edwardian oil lamp, lamp mm-hmm. lantern," and there's a few chinks of. Yeah, because it's an oil lantern, so obviously it's burning a yellow flame inside a red glass globe. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but obviously the heat has to come out. Uh, 
and there's a few tiny, tiny chinks of, you know, brighter light. And I was asked, oh, it was a good few years ago now for a um, Halloween TV special to design a red light uh, experiment. And well, they had, you know, they have this uh, theatric lighting with the the red gels over things. Oh, yeah. But you still have this same problem of vents leaking light into the space. So I had uh, I had them all swapped out for red LED lights, which yeah. are unifrequency lights, which means that the light is pure in color. So um, we now uh, use red LED lighting because it is so pure. Excellent. And in fact, if you're going to be really cheapskate about it, you can you know these um, you see them in home home decorator stores these electronic LED candles that change colour. Yeah. Well, they look just like ordinary candles, except... Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we've used those, actually, so... Oh, you've used them, all right, then. Yeah. You still haven't done the experiments I suggested, though, have you? Which one's that? The blue light experiment. The blue no, we light. have not. We have not. Because... Although, yeah. although we did, we did uh, at the seance last night, we did uh, ask the spirit to speak. <laughs> Not give us a sign, but actually speak. Did it? Nah. Oh, well, so you might. you may be right. You know, spirits have ears, but no tongue. Well, they must have ears and no tongue because you know that's always the great conundrum, isn't it? We we shout out, "Can you hear me? Can you do something? Great! Can you do it again? Mm-hmm. We mean you no harm, but we can't hear that." Exactly. They can only you know. Although I mean, there are there are many reports of of uh, audio phenomena. There are millions of reports of audio phenomena. And I'm not talking EVPs. I'm talking about audio phenomena, which is heard. You mean sound? Yes, sound. Yeah. Let's 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 not let's not drift off into fantasy land and make up new acronyms. It's called sound. Because there's a guy over here who did exactly that, and he started calling them AVPs. Yeah, that's what they are. No, they're not. It's just sound. If you can hear it, sound. <laughs> don't need to. You don't need a new term for something that's already got a perfectly good UAPs, term. UAPs. That's what they're called. Unexplained audio phenomena. <sighs> See, it's I like that. Isn't that cool? No, it's called we, sound. We gotta have it. No, yeah, it is sound. Heck. No, it's not I unexplained. Guess. It's un. It's and explain till you find out how it's explained. Yeah. yeah, but if you sit there and don't look, it'll always be unexplained. <laughs> it's sound. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's sound. It's this. Uh, there, to us in the field, UAPs. There was, um, <laughs> there was a move a few years ago, and it started with a parapsychologist, amongst others. Really? And they all started coming up with these weird acronyms for everything he started calling uh electromagnetic fields uh eifs what the hell what well it's an experience inducing field no it's not it's an electromagnetic field it has a name god gave it it exactly right we don't need another one avp itc instrumental transcommunication 
Like you're just muddying the waters now. Stop it and just call things what you know. We've got perfectly good names. Yeah, but it's not as we cool. Want. Yeah, well, and there is therein lies the problem. Yeah. Are you there to investigate or are you there to you know be cool? Pop out, puff out your chest and pretend that you know what you're doing. And that's what they do. They make up these acronyms to make them sound yeah. intelligent. And and the different experiments, the Esther's method. Yeah. Well, I know about I know what the rhythm method is, but I don't know what the Esther's method is, except that it was formed, it was done in the Esther's mansion or the Esther's estate. I know okay. what it, I know what they do. I just you know the name, just like, and then you've got um, oh, there's all manner of them. Let's not go. Yeah, there. but but that's that's pretty After common. Rabbit hole. Yeah, isn't that like the uh, now now what's that haunt that oh darn it the the fake medium. Uh, the fake seance where they made the ghost stuff. What's that called? The Philip experience. Philip experiment. Yeah, it's called the Philip experience. So they named it the Philip experience. Yeah, because they named the ghost Philip, or the spirit that they were creating, Philip. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's there's nothing wrong with that. They're not no. making up a new acronym for it, are they? Okay. I mean, they didn't call it a um, group construct. So wouldn't the Esther be the... No, Estes was, was the location. Yeah, so that's the same in Arizona, same as that. I think. Wouldn't, it, wouldn't that be the same? Uh, if that phenomenon uh, was first used there, then they never I mean, yeah. have. Or that first, I'm sorry, is it phenomenal? Yeah, that but it, I mean, it's like, but then it's not the original. The original's fine. The Philip original is fine. But you so can't what's the original? The well, that was the original. It was done by, it was done on a TV show. I think I'm not talking about the Phillips one. I'm talking of the, the Esther one or whatever it's. Esther. It's, it's, yeah, well, ba- whatever. Ba- basically, what it means is, or what they did was, uh, they they uh, had an, you know, a Chinese radio, pair of headphones. Mm-hmm. They put the headphones onto somebody and instead of listening to the radio, uh, they would ask out one person with the headphones clamped on who couldn't hear the questions would say what the EVP was saying. The idea being apparently that it would reduce contamination and people and it wouldn't be as subjective. It was That's entirely it, it, it was so, entirely subjective. Because it is, yeah. All those are. But you know, oh we're gonna do that. We're gonna do the Estes method. And now there is a method that they use where one person is in one room and another person is in another room and they'll ask the questions and the other well, one will. I mean, that, that's been around for donkey years. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, mean that... I mean, that was that was an old most haunted one. Can if you can hear me, can you bash Carl over the head? Yeah, they do. That you know, Carl, like, was three me, floor, but... you know, yeah. Carl was three floors below you. So. And then he'd come up and go, I just got bashed on the head. Just got bounced in the hood. Yeah, that wasn't rehearsed. <laughs> <laughs> Look at, see this red spot? Anyway. That I was mean, Derry. That was Derry. No. <laughs> Derek and the, and the supersonic fly. Mary loves Derek. He's a bad guy. She, lo- she loves him. She loves bad. him. She loves him. Mary. Mary mm. loves Mary loves it, Dick. 
Merry Love's Death. The most classic one of all time. Yep. Yeah, God bless, and God bless truth, his soul. Truthfully, he didn't realize what he just said. We do that everybody sometimes. El- everybody I else, certainly do. <laughs> everybody else realized what he just said. Did they burst out at the time? Uh, we went. The, the show went immediately to an ad break, and yes. <laughs> I think Eventually yeah, nearly killed over laughing. I would imagine. She probably went up pants for God's sakes. Oh, we got to take a break. Oh, no, three minutes. Wow, this is a new one. What do we get a three oh, minute the boiling one? egg. <laughs> three minute one is new. <laughs> I miss our bell. I really do. It was so, so. We're going to have know. to get another one. Get down to Home Depot and get another one. Yeah, I'll have them put a bell in. Yeah. For extra 50 cents, we get out of bill. <laughs> anyway. All right, so uh, we, we're going to come back and I want to talk about the SBR, the beginnings of ghost hunting and uh, in the UK. And, and we, 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 did, we touched on the US, which was a surprise. I didn't think you would go that way for your younger brothers, but uh, I'll give you credit for that. Thank you. Well, I can only go with the history as it was, and America got there just at the same time we did, if not sooner. So nobody was doing that prior to the... Uh, oh yeah, God, uh, absolutely. They. Were. I know we we had people like hundreds you know, of years. Before. Yeah, you know, reported like yeah, you know, Penny the Younger and stuff like that. But no, 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 no. We had pr- proper ghost something or those people who did ghost something hundreds of years before the SPR. Well, we'll have to talk about that when we come back because we'll see what what's going on 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 that. So anyway, it's such a big deal now. Uh, well, anyway. All right, we do have to take a break. So who's the uh, show brought to them by Ron? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think anybody anymore. You forgot last week. <laughs> yes, today's show is brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, two eighty six Merrimack Street, Bethune, Massachusetts. The Glant Messier Family Law Group, fifteen High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts. Our very good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon become a member and. Uh, help support the show and join and get access to exclusive videos. And it's also brought to you by once again by Spirit Quest 2023 Beyond the Veil. Uh, tickets are now on sale at anyghostproject.com. Letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. And Steve Parson will be there in spirit, I believe. He will. Yeah. Have you talked to him about it? I have. He said he'd be there on the Sunday morning. On a Sunday morning. You'll miss church. I don't go to church anymore. Uh, I've excommunicated. You heathen. Wait a minute. You're a bishop. Yeah, I've been excommunicated. From that one, too? No, no, no. They No excommunications, no refunds. All right, we got to go anyway. So uh, you listen to Ghost Chronicles right here on Tojanet. We'll be right back after the following messages. with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? 
then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. So slowly setting in the west. This is the second half of the first half of tonight's two hours Ghost Chronicle special with New England's own Van Helsing. And over here in the dark, storm swept western Wales, the gold standard. Hmm. Yeah, and then the second half show of Ghost uh, Chronicle. Did, just, just a minute, because Ghost family. Did, did, um, did, I hear our producer Ben agree with you as we went into the uh, about he can understand why you don't want to talk to me during the yeah break. yeah 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 most people can you know well he's off you my live in Christmas. your own world he's off my Christmas list you live in your own world <laughs> hey we thank you Dylan hmm. we what you can we have did. Dylan. I- I threw him back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's staying longer. He's he's cancelled his scheduled appearance at two British conferences. He's uh, he's going to be living here within. Yeah. So the, you know, you know, you were talking about ITC and before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. BBC. NBC. You know the, yeah, the uh, I met a dr- man dressed like a monk. This is a guy from uh, Matthew Manning. Oh, God, yeah. The Poltergeist boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've got his book upstairs. I do, yeah. He was, uh, he was, uh, he had a a guy come through uh, on his TV. I didn't know that. Um, Manning, he's still alive. Um, Oh, did you get him on the show? No, he, he doesn't do anything like that anymore. I understand. Um, but he he was called the Poltergeist Boy. I can't go. I can't remember all of the gory details. But there is a yep. book actually. There are several books about I'm him. Sure. But there's one that um, more authorized biography. Well worth a read. Hmm. Certainly a very strange time. Yeah. Who is Robert Webb? A Webby. Name rings a bell. Um, 
off the no, top of my head. Can't remember. But the name was, is familiar. This is a, a quote from him. Uh, it was as though I was watching a color television screen from which a color, you can tell this is English because they stick the extra U in there for no ridiculous reason. That's because it's supposed to be there. Uh, which the color was gradually fading. I noticed the figure of Robert Webb uh, having loosened its color around its edges so that he's uh, outer edges were grayish. Oh, wasn't Robert Webb the, na the name of the monk, uh, monk or spirit guide? Ah, or okay, something. that makes sense. Yeah, I'm sure that's why, you know, like, when you said the image of appeared, I thought, oh, I remember him now. Yeah. That's where I've heard it. Yeah, I, but, uh, I, hey, I, it's, been, it's been a long time since, you know, I mean, I've got oh, approaching 2,000 paranormal books. And you don't read them all every single day. And some of them I probably haven't opened for, well, a long time. 1984 so, is when this occurred. So it's not, yeah, you know, yeah. it's not too No, I, mean, I remember. I remember life there. No, I, I mean, I remember, you know, mm. the stories about Matthew, the Poltergeist boy. Um, and there was, there was news reports, there was, you know, a few TV documentaries, uh, short documentaries about him. Um, but he, he's, um, gone into retirement. Hmm. He can't be much older than me. That may even be a little bit younger. Yeah, it kind of looks like you. Well, he certainly looks English. Yeah, we English, we all look the same to Americans. The Phantom Monk uh, of St. John's Church in Chester. I know that one. I used to live, uh, been there December many, 1973. Yeah, that's when that occurred. Yeah. So, I mean, these these are fairly new paranormal experiences. Oh, well, I remember the Phantom uh, Monk of um, Chester because. Um, did it I make the news? Uh, locally, it did. Um, yeah. But it was, you know. It's one of the many ghost stories of Chester and living only five miles or so from Chester uh, for the majority of my life. It's a place that, you know, it's kind of like whenever you go into somewhere that you, you know, where there's a ghost story, you do tend to, you know, oh, I'll go down that way in the hope that I'll see the monk. You never <laughs> Yeah. It's like every time it's like every time Anna or I go to Liverpool, we always go to Bold Street in the hope of catching a time slip or being caught in a time slip. Never ever happens, but it doesn't stop you trying. So every time we go down to Chester, um, we would always walk down the particular lane where the monk was most often seen. And then if you crossed over the other side, you could hopefully see the cavalier. We never did. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of interesting cases, and I'm looking at these, you know, because I always think like, you know, 1800s, so you hit all these famous ghost stories, but here's a, here's a Finnish one, uh, and, 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 a, and a Finnish case, which took place on February 1977, uh, a woman was holding reception at a flat in Helsinki and had among her guests a woman uh, who was out of... Uh, you know, out of character. The guests were celebrating the award of a doctorate to one of their friends, and among the 60 people present, one woman the hostess did not recognize were an old-fashioned dress and shoes and had no coat, which was surprising uh, in view of the, the weather was very, very cold. 
she seemed to be accompanied by one of the professors and the hostess assumed that was his wife. Later, the woman came into the kitchen and asked if uh, she could help. The hostess declined her office and never saw the woman again. She later talked to uh, her, to some of her guests. No one else had seen her. And uh, three years before the, the mystery was solved, the hostess happened to see a medical, ma uh, magazine article about a painter, Murray, Mary Gintz, who had died in 1943-44 years before. She recognized her from the portrait and photographs. Mary Gintz once lived in her flat where the reception was held. So just popped in, had a party going on. Now, I mean, that's, that's see, that's an interesting case because she actually spoke to the person like, you know, do you need any help? No, I don't need any help. And, you know, it's like, it's not like, one word stuck in a recorder that that you kind of have to make out. It's just... those cases, those cases are still ongoing today. I don't mean the Helsinki case, but that type of case is still ongoing today. Oh, they are. Um, oh yeah. Um, I don't hear too many of them, really. Well, well, let me give you an example. I'm aware of a case that's happening now in the UK. Okay. Um, but nobody's allowed to talk about it because the family don't want anybody to talk about it. Um, that makes sense. Okay. Because they, you know, they've, they've seen the shows, they've seen what happens on the shows. They've, and they just don't want the, they just don't want the house full of crazies. Yep. Um, and I mean, in the last three years, I've probably investigated four similar, um, you know, people think we don't do anything. People think that, you know, we write the occasional book and do a radio show. Um, but the problem is, and we, Parascience made a conscious decision um, several, well, over a decade ago now, that we we don't mention our cases anymore. You know, we don't say, oh, we're all packing our equipment, we're loading the batteries, and we're all off this Saturday night. We just say nothing now. We just crack on and get the job done like That's we used enough. to do in the old days. Because, and you know, it's the client's decision. If they want to make a, you know, publicity out of it, then that's their choice. Mm -hmm. But we don't. We we say nothing now. Um, you know, and you see every, you know, it, <laughs> didn't you have some New England ghost chronicles doing it? Um can't wait to check out this new location. Hey, we're all packing our bags ready for Saturday night's investigation. Yeah, but I never give out any details. No, but we don't even do that now because... Yeah, no, I, I get that. I, there are yeah. cases that we do do. I mean, you know, we've done a, a few private cases, like a poltergeist case that we did. I think I talked to you about it, but I don't think I made it public at all. Um, you know, so it depends on the situation. Some of these, yeah. well, I mean, it yeah. was just a policy decision. No, I agree. Like, no, it was a good, that's a good, good thing. You're either in for the publicity or not. It, I mean, it does, it does backfire on you because people say, well, you don't investigate anything. Yeah, it's true too. You know, well, what do you know? You never investigated anything. Yeah, well, I mean, I know you for quite a while and you don't talk too much about your investigations, quite frankly. Uh, you know, so I, I, I almost under the same assumption where, you know, yeah. I don't hear, hear and, anything and, about and a perfectly, And it's a perfectly good, uh, you know, understandable assumption because I don't. Um, yeah. uh, that's not because we're not or I'm not. It's just because 
it's just that's a your policy. I well, it's it's a policy now, but it's it's kind of the mindset as well. Um, I never really engaged with, and in fact, you'll see you don't see me very much on social media anyway. Um, I might click the occasional like or make the occasional comment or put a picture up, but it's. I'm an older generation, you know, I, I'm not really used to this newfangled social media. Mm. I don't understand why you have to put pictures of coffee and lunch and cats and drinks, you know, uh, right. your feet on a beach. Yes. You know, it's like, no, just stop it. Just go and live your life. Be happy. Enjoy yourself. And, you know, but a, a case like today, we had a we had a, our local airport had a couple of interesting helicopters. I did uh, see your post on that, and I thought, you know what, it's not raining for a, a change, and these two the boys haven't seen big Chinook helicopters, uh, a CH forty sevens for Americans, um, up close. Have they grounded those? No, God no. We've got. The yeah, we had, we've had a few nasty crashes, so they were oh. grounding them for a while. Well, well, yeah, but these are but these are maintained by by the British, so they're in good Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Anyway, they came in to do some uh, to grab some fuel, so I took the boys along. And I thought, well, you know, I'll, I don't mind sharing that picture. Mm-hmm. But the boys, ordinarily, the boys we, like we, it. They seem to. They, yeah. they looked up from the video screens. <laughs> so, but, so. Briefly. Before I after the break, I mentioned that we're going to have a ghost hunting family yeah. on on the second show. So I, I know that your daughter Helen was very much involved in ghost hunting when you were, she, she was, was younger. Are these boy are your boys at all interested in, or is it a different generation now? They're not in the slightest interested. Really, this has not rubbed off on them at all. My daughter uh, is still. Um, I mean, she's getting married in a few weeks time she's you know going through she's living her life so ghost hunting and the paranormal have taken a back seat uh, but she still maintains an interest and she still um you know she can still do it when she wants to you know she's she she did express an interest several years ago in uh pursuing a career in parapsychology but uh, has become successful in another um, pursuit, in another business. So, when it actually makes money versus one that makes <laughs> one that makes money, and unlike you know academics, they they give her money, but she has to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, no, the interest is you know Helen's interest hasn't changed, and she was um, you know, regular. And Ethan was in Cosmopolitan magazine albeit the European edition, mm-hmm. um, as Britain's youngest ghost hunter, because previously we've made, we tongue-in-cheek had made that claim about Helen. Yes, um, I remember. In fact, we had that on the show one time. But when um, when Ethan was two weeks old, um, we were doing an event. Um, and with Leslie, um, oh, God, I can't remember his surname, up at Tutbury Castle, Oh yeah, Leslie. Uh... Leslie Smith up at Tutbury yes, Castle, and uh, we've had her on the show before, I think. Yeah, so we had we had Ethan. We we uh, we made him a little Ghostbusters outfit, a little Ghost Hunters outfit, oh, investigative cute. kit, and he had a little radio and a little camera, 
Um, they didn't work, of course, but and we we parked him in his um, stroller in the haunted room with a camera on him as ghost bait. <laughs> and at the, at the time, well, I was only six feet away. At the time, um, Cosmopolitan magazine were doing a feature on Leslie as Queen Elizabeth, and the and the the ghost hunt that was that was going on, and they they obviously you know this this was a cute picture, and so they featured it in Cosmopolitan magazine. Britain's oh, youngest ghost hunter. We even wrote to the Guinness Book of Records to see if we could claim a Guinness World Record for it. They said there was no classification for Britain's youngest ghost hunter. Oh, bummer. So, anyway. I just realized, by the way, that your daughter's getting married in a couple of a few weeks, and my son is getting married in a couple of weeks. So. Oh, my congratulations. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, that's your firstborn? Yeah. And my firstborn. My only one, but that's beside the point. <laughs> yeah, it's something I've never been looking forward to as a as a father because you know, modern marriages, yeah, they, they cost a bomb. Yes, they do. Which is why I'm doing Spirit Quest by Zoom this year, <laughs> and well, and also because I had to be here during the Spirit Quest week uh, because it's my dad's ninetieth birthday that week ah, so cool. i have to 5th of october 6th of october so i have to um you have to be over here next year because it'll be my 90th as well so <laughs> you have to talk to british <laughs> yeah, airways or 105th or i forget which one yeah, it is. we'll need um we'll think we'll need the solar powered jet too <laughs> anyway uh okay so Ghost hunting, we, just before the break, I guess we were talking about, uh, you, you mentioned that there were ones prior to uh, yes, there were. the SBR. Yeah, and so I wanted to touch on that before we did run out of time. So wh- who was organized before the SBR well, and the Ghost uh, Club? And well, well if, we run the, if we run the clock backwards a little bit, the, ghost, the, the Society of Psychical Research was founded in 1882. Um, and it, it grew out of um, an interesting group of people at Cambridge University. Um, they they got together and founded the Society for Psychical Research, but they had already been independently, not investigating, but discussing the paranormal, um, spiritualism, and spontaneous phenomena. Um, now, at exact <laughs> twenty years earlier. At the same university, another group of individuals had followed a similar pursuit, and that led to the formation in 1862 of the Ghost Club. Now, the Ghost Club was not was non-investigative. It was effectively an after-dinner speaking club, luncheon club. So they would um, they would all you know sort of meet in London. And they would swap yarns about the weekends they'd spent in one another's stately home and how they sat up armed with a blunderbuss and a glass of brandy, waiting uh-huh. to the with the phantom white. So they were very much, uh, as I say, an after an after dinner speakers group primarily. Um, in fact, the Ghost Club only started to investigate in any meaningful way after it would 
had failed and had been restarted by Harry Price um, back in the 1930s. So, but let's go back to, you go through, so through Cambridge from the advent of spiritualism in the 1860s, you have this interesting group of mixed academics, classicists, you know, all, all, all different walks of academia um, were interested in these new claimed experiences that the spiritualist movement were putting up. And then that led in turn first to the Ghost Club, then to the SPR. And the following year, 1883, was the American Society for Psychical Research. But they were, by a long margin, not the first. I mean, in the mid-17, or as early as 1720, 1720s, 1730s, uh, a notable investigator of haunted houses um, and similar phenomena was Daniel Defoe, the author of Treasure Island, Oh yeah, um, who wrote quite an extensive uh, book on the subject, which was first published in 1725, and is a. What was it called? Do you know? Uh, I well, I don't know the title off the top of my head, except uh-huh. that, except that it's a title I've mentioned in many presentations because it's I think it's 37 words in the title. It's the longest. Book oh yes, I've, yes, yeah. Yes. Anyway. Um, but you can go back at 70, 80 years before him to a guy called Joseph Cotton. Uh, Joseph Cotton was uh, an Englishman and uh, an antiquarian. He was an inventor, wasn't he? Um, I know not, that name, Joseph Cotton, but somewhere. It's, it, there have been others. But anyway, this guy, oh, maybe Joseph I'm getting Cotton, confused, yeah. Um, he, was a, he was an antiquarian, Englishman. And with an interest in um, weird, paranormal, what we would call uh, paranormal phenomena, including what we now know as poltergeist, like the drummer of Tedworth, uh, the uh, Epworth, uh, the Epworth uh, Parsonage. Um, and so he had, he penned another work in was it 1660 something 1670 he may have been as late as 1680 he he publishes a work um so you know people i've i've often said this you know uh, if a caveman saw a ghost to be another caveman what did you see where did you see it what were you doing could it have been that bison over there um it's human nature to want to find answers and you know people are often cite Pliny Pliny by well over 2000 years wasn't the first to even record I mean we've got Sumerian ghost accounts and indeed I think the British Museum have got the world's oldest known depiction of a ghost which comes from a Sumerian clay tablet which is 4,000-something years old. I, I know there was one on, on, in hieroglyphs. And that's, well, that comes from a description. Well, Sumerians are predating the Egyptians. Um, and that comes from a Sumerian clay tablet that describes on how to exercise and get rid of uh, a wayward ghost in your house. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 
they were you know they were interested in in, in the phenomena trying to get rid of the phenomena but also investigating the phenomena this is you know we think that we are the we're doing cutting edge stuff here no it's like in many ways it's like being in a hamster ball we just go round and round and round and rather irritatingly the modern latest generation of investigators don't seem to know very much about what their forebears were doing even half a century ago even a decade ago and you see the same experiments being done over and over and over and over again the same methods being rehashed over and over and over the same failed lack of discoveries happening over and over and over it's quite interesting we go back to my pet subject the orb um, because back in the late 1990s with the advent of digital photography the orb became a thing right um, it, it was you know it Prior to that, there'd been the Vortex. I don't know if you remember the Vortex. No, which I don't. Was, oh, you don't remember I know the Vortex, vortex but I don't remember the Vortex. Oh, well, there was a big thing about the paranormal Vortex. And they, with the advent of digital photography, the Vortex went away and we got the Orb. And for about a decade, the Orb was, you know, the thing that everybody talked about. Because, and then along came some experiments and attitudes changed and by about 28 and 2010 uh people were reaching the conclusion that famous conclusion well 99 percent of them are dust water and insects and the other one percent are the ones i've got and they're the genuinely paranormal ones exactly it was always the ones that they had were the ones that were the one percent yeah now, then that so that was the status quo and then about 2014 15 um the ghost adventures investigators start arriving these have been people who'd missed out on the tap um era and most we gotta wrap it up steve with that in a minute less than a and minute then, and then they discovered orbs as well and they're just yeah. reaching the same conclusion now yeah well anyway so we gave you a little bit of history about ghost hunting and some of the early pioneers. So we got to wrap it up. Stay tuned. Well, if you give me more than 20 minutes notice next week, about we could I could have done a lot better. Well, that was good. I didn't bother you because you were sickly. You didn't know that. It doesn't matter. I psychic. How do you mean I don't know it? I know everything. The All right, tassels, you've been listening, the you've been listening told to those Chronicles right here on Tojinet and... Uh, <laughs> whatever we gotta go uh, stay tuned for ghost chronicles next generation good night god bless <laughs>
Deliver us, good Lord.